Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Episode 17 this morning. It is Monday. I've just trained. I'm about to have my post-workout meal, about to settle down after this into some work. As always, my Monday morning routine is structured, as should yours be. Today's topic is dealing with hate and dealing with mistakes. Before I delve deep into my thoughts on both, my experiences with both, um, I just want to say a massive thank you again to anyone who's reached out to me, anyone who is finding value from these podcasts. Most of you guys will know I'm off to Canada on the weekend. Super excited. I am off for a month. Uh, obviously, I've been in London now almost four months with the sole goal of buying my first house, which I have just about done. So now it's time to take a well-earned, I say break, I'm going out there to, to spend a month with a client of mine. He's one of my longest serving clients. We're going to be getting him into the best shape of his life, along with doing random hikes into the Rockies, traveling around. I don't even know what he has planned. Probably skydiving. Um, some of you guys will know Darren already, who's had a massive transformation thus far. Um, has had some kind of, I'm not going to say serious, but had some more difficult operations over the last while. And uh, our goal is to get him back in the best shape of his life for a month before I come back to London and finally move into my new house. So that's where I'm at with things. Um, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits with the amount of people who are reaching out um, in the meantime about the value that they feel that they're getting from the podcast, which is awesome. Continue to send those through. I read every single one. As you guys know, I reply to every single one as well. So thank you guys. So today's podcast isn't going to be a massively long one, um, but it's something that I feel we all go through. Okay, so there's hate and then there are mistakes. Let's talk about hate first. So when people say, oh, they're just haters and stuff like that, I, it, it, it always uh, always get, you know, it, it intrigues me because it, uh, it depends, right? If you're just, you know, just doing your normal thing or... Um, you know, you have people that just dislike you for no particular reason. You know, there are people that, oh, look, I go, oh, that guy's a dick and I don't even know him. And then I think and I stop. And now that I've been in that situation, I'm like, listen, I don't know this guy. Um, you know, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. He just irritates me. So how you deal with that feeling yourself says more about you than the person you're actually talking about. And obviously, you know, when that's kind of pointed towards us or or people are giving us negative energy uh, that says more about them over the last few I've, to be honest I've never been someone who even with my friends my friends will know this even if there's someone I really dislike I don't even give out about them I don't even discuss them I don't even give them energy or I just feel like 
you know, I'll actually go, listen, you know, he did such and such. And, you know, I don't appreciate what he did to make my life more difficult, but I'm sure he's a nice guy, you know, to some people. Um, probably because I've been in that situation and obviously, you know, being in the spotlight a little bit more or having a bigger following or, you know, being a little bit more well known, it puts me in the firing line quite a lot. Dealing with hate is something that if if you can't deal with hate or you're not mature enough to kind of brush past it or have thick skin, this probably isn't the industry for you, first of all, if you're in health and fitness. And secondly, you're probably not going to be successful in any avenue of whatever career it is you're doing because it's just part and parcel of life, unfortunately. It's how you deal with it that counts. It's how you deal with that that matters. This is going to sound really sadistic or a bit twisted, but sometimes when when you really understand what negative energy is and you really understand what hate is, it can be really complimentary and it can actually be a massive ego boost. Um, and having spoken to a lot of my friends in, in obviously, you know, in the spotlight and how they deal with it, it's quite similar. You know, when you stop getting hate, sometimes is when you stop and you think, what am I doing wrong? Um, of course, we can do different things to increase the level of hate we get or brush people up the wrong way. Uh, I know some guys in the industry who bash vegans um, purposely so that they get a reaction purposely. So it, it, it's an advantage to them, but also they get a buzz off that negative energy. So you can initiate it yourself, but for the most part, you know, if you've got an everyday life, you've got a nine to five, people are just going to dislike you, like, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, maybe you're dating someone's, you know, ex-girlfriend or you're dating someone's ex-boyfriend or whatever it is. And people are just going to dislike you for whatever reason. But how you deal with that is what counts. And you know, I'm going to talk about how I deal with with negative energy or hate or or things like that in my life. Of course, everyone's different. Of course, everyone has got their techniques. Some people find it easier than others. For me, it's something that, to be honest with you, even as a kid, I never really felt I fit, fit in. Um, I felt very. I've always. Got, I mean, I like my own company. I always have. In primary school, I was always probably a little bit restless. Uh, um, anyone who's listening to this, probably probably no one from my primary school is listening to this. But if they are, they will be able to, uh, to they'll probably be able to give me some stories. I was a restless kid. I was a restless kid. You know, I had a lot going on at home, um, which is no excuse because a lot of people these days do. Um, probably dealt with more than most at a young age. Um, but the real reason I was probably restless in primary school was down to me being bored. Um, I was always quite sharp. I was always quite intelligent as a kid. And when I got bored, I got restless. I got a bit anxious. And that probably sparked a little bit of kind of me isolating myself from a young age. And then obviously I went to secondary school. I was very much... I have some good friends from from secondary school that, you know, my best friend I still speak to, you know, on a daily basis from secondary school. But for the most part, I spend a lot of time by myself. Um, You know, I was, um, you know, captain of the rugby team, captain of the chess team, school chess champion, uh, you know, one of the better grades in in the year, um, got one of the best results in the equivalent of of GCSEs and A-levels um prefect in my year you know I was pretty successful but 
for that reason, I felt it isolated me a little. But equally, because I was isolated, I put my efforts into these things. And that's not too dissimilar to what I do now. I feel like I spend probably more time by myself than most people. And I think being successful means sometimes you need to do that. That's something I'm obviously trying to work on. But for that reason, I never really felt like I fit in. Um, and I was probably disliked quite a lot as as a kid for those reasons. You know, I got a scholarship or an academy place in the university that I went to for rugby. Um, you know, I played semi-professional rugby at one point and um, I was extremely good at athletics. I was always good at stuff that I did. And that seemed to isolate me, of course. You know, I love Ireland. Don't get me wrong, I love Ireland. But if you if you stand out, no matter what what the reasons are, it can isolate you, and people can get their back up a little, a little bit more than most countries. Um, you know, I, I realize in the United States it's very different. Most of you guys are probably from North America. You guys kind of resonate or bounce off successful people. Unfortunately, in Ireland, it's quite different, especially rural Ireland. So I felt like. I was never really in place. Even now, when I got into the fitness industry, there were a lot of people who begrudged my success. Um, and I thank those people now. I thank every single one of those. I thank, you know, the people I went to school with who maybe isolated me because they felt like I was... The thing is, maybe they felt like I thought I was too good for people, which is never the case. I'm Anyone who speaks to me or anyone knows me that I'm extremely down to earth, I will stop to anyone to chat. Um... But I always had a hunger to be successful. Um, and I feel like throughout my life, it's probably isolated me more more than most. Um, but how I've dealt with that kind of negative energy has been in a positive way. I've seen it as a positive. I just had a conversation with a guy this morning. On, he's, he messaged me on my DMs and said he's moved to a new gym and he's quite anxious because he doesn't really know anyone. And I said, make that the reason why you're going to be successful in there. You don't have anyone wasting your time. You don't have anyone chatting to you in your training. You don't have anyone like, you know, taking the piss out of you or slowing you down or turn that into a positive. Um, you know, focus 110% on the next 12 weeks um, and get in the best shape of your life. Um, you know, and in a way, I feel like that's what I did. I felt like I never really fit in. Even now, sometimes I feel like I don't fit in. I mean, you know, I don't know anyone who's who's done a PhD who's been on the cover of a magazine and that in some ways gets people's back up. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just being me. I'm just doing the things that I love, helping the people, um, you know, that I care about and, you know, living my greatest life. But obviously on the flip side of the coin, you get that kind of negativity. Um, and obviously that's something that I want to discuss today, how I deal with that. So obviously over the years, it's changed. You know, uh, probably growing up or, or in secondary school in university, I never really felt like I fit in. At that point in time, I was, you know, I was a successful rugby player at, at my level. Um, and the people in my class, obviously, I did a biochemistry degree and then went on to do a master's in, in breast cancer in, in molecular cell biology. You can imagine I probably didn't fit in that much in that environment. Equally, then when I went to rugby, I probably stood out a little bit as being a bit of a geek. So... I've always tried to kind of just be myself um, and any negativity that I have gotten through that period of time, I've taken it as a compliment, you know. Um, even now, I get quite a lot of negativity on a daily basis. 
everyone does, right? But I think when you're in the spotlight and you've got a lot more followers than most, then you probably get a little bit more. You know, I will always see the positives. And you have to remember, if someone is giving you negative energy, it means that you are taking up time in their thoughts. That's a compliment. Why someone feels the need to to take time out of their day to contact you or to make a negative comment, often, if I, the times that I do, I'll, I'll message back and be like, listen, I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I don't know what's happening in your life right now, but clearly you're not in a good place. If you feel like you need to take the time out of your day to message a guy that you've never met before, to give someone, you know, some of your energy means that you're not focusing your energy where you need to focus on, but also there must be something going on that, you know, the maybe an underlying thing that maybe you're frustrated about where you are. I, I got it massive when, when I first got into the fitness industry. People who, I laugh to some of my friends about it now, there are guys, probably listen to this, who are PTs and in great shape, and they probably saw me come along in a shorter space of time and get an incredibly large following. They're, I've no doubt they're guys in way better shape than me. I mean, you know, I'm in my opinion, I'm in good shape, but in terms of fitness, I'm sure they're, you know, they're thousands of guys in better shape than me. But that doesn't make them, you know, that doesn't give you an authority over someone or, you know, that just because you're you've been, you know, maybe a PT for 20 years. For me, it was always, I want to come along and add as much value as I can to as many people as I can um, while I am on this planet. Um, And I don't think me being in incredible shape is something that's a necessity. Of course, I try and get in great shape to show that, you know, that, well, first of all, it's my passion. Um, And that got people's back up. Um, A lot of those people have now kind of slowly kind of oddly enough a lot of these people now approach me and you know it's mainly personal trainers who are probably in great shape and have been PTing for for a number of years they see what I've done in a short space of time with my social media and they're asking for advice anyone that I look at and get a feeling of jealousy about I bottle it and I take it in and I go right I am jealous of this person how am I going to react I definitely won't be sending him a message giving him shit. What I'll do is I'll go, right, what is this guy doing that I'm not? How can I learn from what this guy is doing that I need to do myself? Maybe I should message this guy and ask him. Maybe I should say, dude, listen, what you're doing is amazing. It's frustrating me that I'm not where I need to be. Why don't we work together? I'm happy to pay you for your time, for your service. Why don't you help me become better? Why don't you help me you know, create the, the greatest version of me. That's what I would do, you know, and that's what I, you know, have done in some ways. I see some guys that are, you know, doing something amazing and I, I try and put my spin on it or I'll reach out to them and I'll try and collaborate and things like that. What I'm not going to do is send a shitty message going, oh yeah, but you look like this, you know, like for example, YouTubers, a lot of fitness YouTubers, you know, some are in amazing shape. Do not get me wrong. Excuse me. Some of them are in amazing shape, but a lot of them aren't. You know, a lot of them are just, you know, regular dudes that look pretty decent and go to the gym. And they're probably making a huge amount of money, a a lot more money than a lot of bodybuilders down the gym that could be in incredible shape or people that compete that are in incredible shape. But they're providing a different service. They're, They're adding different, like they're adding value. And 
I suppose in the fitness industry, you can have, because it's such a subjective, slightly ego-driven industry, you have quite a lot of people that think just because they're in better shape than someone means they're going to be more successful. Not at all. Most people that compete and only compete, let's say men's physique or, or bikini, for example, they think that they're going to do, do a show and win a show and all of a sudden they're going to get sponsored. This doesn't, this doesn't work that way. You know, you're not going to become an online coach just because you won your show. The problem is that a lot of people spend too much time focusing on a show that doesn't really mean much. Or, you know, they win a trophy and amazing, you know, I've, I've built a six figure business and you've worked for a trophy. And, you know, if I wanted the trophy, I would have gone down that route. But for me, I wanted to serve and help as many people as I possibly could. And I want to educate people along the way. If I so happen to, you know, make a really good income, then amazing. But that was my goal. That was my wish. Um, also, obviously, to be on the cover of a magazine, which was an absolute dream for me since I was since I was a kid. So the one thing that I've been good at is figuring out what it is that I want to do, what it is I want to achieve, and finding the most efficient way of getting there without wasting time, without procrastinating, and just getting shit done. You know, so I feel for you. I feel for the people out there who get frustrated. But, you know, you have to point the finger at yourself, um, you know, and you being frustrated isn't going to serve you. You giving someone shit or begrudging someone's success is not going to serve you. It's not going to make you more money. It's not going to make you more successful. It's not going to grow your social media. All of these things, you know, you need to take into consideration if you're in that situation. And then for me, how I deal with that is I take it as a compliment. If someone gives me shit, I will normally go, hey, dude, listen, you know, I'll I'll, I'll try and obviously I don't message everyone who gives me shit, but Every now and then I will, because in a way, because I care, because I'm like, right, this person is obviously going out of his way to give me shit. There must be something going on. There must be an underlying thing. He clearly follows me. So he, you know, he may respect me to some degree, maybe to be honest, a lot of those people that message me that give me shit and, and I, you know, I'll ping a message back and be like, listen, maybe you're not in the right place. Maybe you need to do this often end up coming back, either become a client or join my mastermind or, or end up helping them in some way. Not that that's my, my incentive or my motive, but for me, it's just realizing that that, is, that negative energy can be bottled and taken in. You know, and then in terms of mistakes, of course, like we all make mistakes. Um, I think sometimes this comes hand in hand with hate because sometimes we do things, like I said at the start of the podcast, that initiates hate. You know, if you do something in particular that you feel is going to spark negativity, be it on purpose or not, then, you know, you're sometimes inviting that towards you if you're in the, the, the spotlight or, or even in, in day-to-day life. You know, you cheat on your partner or you, you know, do X, Y, and Z and you're probably going to get, you know, a little bit of negative energy from that. And, you know, but it's how you deal with those mistakes is what counts, how you deal with that negative energy um, and how you progress and move forward. Some of you guys will know, obviously, I found myself in, you know, a year or two ago in in a very difficult situation, a situation I should never have found myself in. Um, I'll probably go into a little bit more detail about, about it at a later date, but found myself in a difficult situation that I never should have been in. Um, you know, one that was completely blown out of proportion and um, made my life extremely difficult. 
um, you know, I hold my hands up to to mistakes that I've made in the past and always have and tried to wear those on my chest. Um, but sometimes you only hear one side of the story. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, and at that point, you know, it was completely blown out of proportion. Um, it was twisted and sold and plastered everywhere. And I had the, I was like, what what do I do with this situation? Like, do I tell my side of the story and add fuel to the fire? Or do I just make this the reason why I'm going to be more successful? Some people, some of my friends think I should have said my side of the story. And other people think that, you know, I did the right thing. Um, you know, if I hadn't found myself in, in that situation, I would not be where I am today. I would not be buying my first house. I would not have you know, between a six and a seven figure business. All of these things happen because I focus so much on my business during this period of time. I cut out negative people from my life. Anyone who knew me knew the truth. Anyone who didn't, didn't matter. And I cut them out of my life. Did I get hate? Absolutely. (laughs) I still, every now and then I'll still get some hate from it because people like to believe what they read Um, in tabloids, of course. Um, and that's just the way it is, you know, at, at the same point, I made some mistakes in that situation, although they were completely blown out of proportion and, and lies were told, but, you know, I, and I was speaking to, um, Phil Graham in, in a podcast, which is going to be posted after this on Thursday. And he said something interesting offline. He said, you know what? They weren't mistakes. You know, the situation you found yourself in was you felt like you did the right thing at that time. Um, you know, those mistakes were obviously blown out of proportion and exaggerated for effect. Um, and, and you know, it, it obviously changed the shape of my life. Um, if I could go back, would I change anything? Absolutely not. I feel like at the time, what actually happened and the people who know what happened um, was an unfortunate situation that I found myself in and had been in for a long time. And I made a decision at the time that I thought was going to end any sort of harassment that I was going to get. And there was no malicious intent on my part, um, you know, and from there, my life changed. A lot of people believe what was read or um, believe what they read. A lot of people kind of moved away from from me and my life and it that to me was was refreshing because I was able to start my life afresh with people who one knew me well enough to ask me what actually happened two the people who love me enough to stand by me regardless and three the people that wanted to see me succeed the people who gave me shit were people who begrudged my success in the first place they didn't care whether what they read was true or not they just wanted to see me fall and what you'll find is the more successful you get, the more people want to see you fall. It's one thing, I always use this analogy with shadows, and this is an unfortunate one because sometimes shadows cast the biggest shadow over objects closest to them. And often that's you know, very rela- relatable to people in your life. Sometimes that shadow is obviously going to be a little bit, you, know, I've, you guys get the analogy, like if you've got friends and or people that, that you think are friends 
Um, and when you start to become successful, they start to begrudge your success. Um, and unfortunately, that's just the case. And um, it's how you deal with that, you know, and how I dealt with that situation is is the same way I would deal with it if I had to go through it again. I know the truth. You know, the people who love me and people in my life and people around me know the truth. And all I can do is, you know, just continue to do what I've always wanted to do is help and serve as many people as possible, add as much value and positivity to other people's life as possible. But you'll always come across people like that. You'll always come across people that will purposely will try and manipulate every situation to try and drag you down. And then you'll have people who, you know, will jump on the bandwagon because they begrudge your success. Now, if I get any negativity, I bottle it up. I bottle it all up, every single ounce. I bottle it up right inside me. And I will message, you know, my mum or I'll message a friend or I'll message someone that I care about and go, I hope you're having an awesome day. I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you for everything. And I will give that negative energy back in love. And that's how I deal with it. And that's a really, really satisfying emotionally sound way I feel of dealing with any sort of negative energy um and it's a coping mechanism of course you know we'll all go through mistakes you know I'm sure all of you guys out there have made your fair share we all have we're all human um but hiding or you know kind of flirting around them isn't going to serve you either you need to wear your mistakes on your chest it's a difficult one when you've been, say, hard done by or wronged because a part of you wants to wear your mistake on your chest, but another part of you goes, listen, that's not actually what happened. Sometimes it's better to go, listen, I'm just going to wear this on my chest and fuck everyone, you know? So, you know, it depends on on, on what your personality is like for me that that sort of kind of conversion of negative energy into positive energy is probably the most satisfying thing so sometimes i'll get some you know some periods of time without some hate or negativity and i'm like what am i doing wrong you know why am i not rustling up some feathers why is someone not giving me shit why is someone not giving me abuse or all of these things so that's a sadistic way of looking at it but sometimes that's a you know a, a logical way of looking at it too but yeah, it's just one of those things that I wanted to get off my chest and talk. Um, I'm sure we've all been in difficult situations, but those situations will make you the person you are today. I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't had to go through that difficult time, if I hadn't had to you know, take all of that abuse and, and people thinking X, Y, and Z. That being said, there is freedom of speech and you can't affect what other people say or what other people think or what other people write or what other people read. All you can do is know in your heart and your soul that you are the person that you are and continue to make yourself the greatest version of you. If you can do that and you can help other people along the way to do the same, then, you know, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. You know, I said to myself at that point in time that the day I can put my hand on my heart and say, I am so glad that I had to go through all of this shit. I'm so glad that I had to go through that period of my life that day is the day that you know I will be in a good place and and yeah I've 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 passed that day now and to look back and be so grateful for all of the shit 
times or all of the difficult times that we've all had, you know, be it when I was a kid or, you know, the family that I never had or all of those things have now instilled in me that these are the things that I want for my family and these are the things that I want for my kids. And, you know, these difficult situations will will make you appreciate small things. I'm not saying I didn't appreciate things beforehand. I did, but maybe I didn't appreciate things enough. I definitely didn't appreciate the people who stood by me enough um, you know, when I was getting into fitness and everything was going nuts and I was on the cover of this and, you know, plastered all over these billboards and, and things like that. That was obviously amazing, but I probably didn't stop enough and appreciate it. Now I appreciate everything so much more and I appreciate the people in my life. I appreciate, you know, connections, relationships, friendships um, and those moments sometimes that you you just go, wow, yeah, this is this is a pretty this is a pretty amazing life that we have. It doesn't happen all the time. We've got shit days. Um, but knowing that you have been through those tough times is, you know, it's, 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 it's an empowering feeling knowing that, well, I'm still here. I'm still standing. But making it the reason why you succeed is even more successful, is even more important. I'm sure all of you guys are out there um, listening to this now. And, you know, you have something that's happened. Maybe it was a bereavement. Maybe it was a breakup. Maybe it was a mistake that you made in your previous relationship. Maybe it was, you know, a mistake you made at work. Maybe you did something that you shouldn't have. Whatever it is, we all make mistakes, but it's how you deal with it. My advice, wear it on your chest. Own it. If you own that mistake, no one else can throw it at you. If you have it written across your chest, no one else can turn around and say, oh, but. So I'm going to leave you guys with that today. Have a productive Monday. Be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. If there's anything that you regret in your life right now, don't. Make it the reason why you're gonna be even more successful in the future. Make it the reason why you are never gonna go through that again. Make it the reason why you're gonna succeed and create your greatest life. Thank you for listening, guys.